I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist, with your daily relationship nugget. In a previous broadcast, I talked about the topic sexual abstinence and asked the question, is sexual abstinence really possible? I clearly said, yes, it is possible to be sexually abstinent during the teen years and up to the time of marriage. But I warned that the methods we use to teach sexual abstinence has done more damage than good, or really did not help other teens. I also shared very interesting statistics about the impact of the virginity pledge among teenagers. The bottom line is that the signing of the virginity or abstinence pledge has not been very effective. Here is a quote I shared. Teenagers who took the virginity pledge are almost as likely to be infected with a sexually transmitted disease as those who never made the pledge. End of quote. So we ask the question, why? Because they engage in other risky sexual behaviors like anal and oral sex and other things. The bright spot I shared was this about the virginity pledge, the signing by teenagers. Listen, teens who made a virginity pledge are far less likely to be sexually active during the high school years. Now listen now, nearly two-thirds, that's 66% of teens who have never taken the pledge, are sexually active before the age of 18. By contrast, only 30%, less than one-third, of teens who consistently reported having made a pledge became sexually active before age 18. But now, what am I getting to? I also made some points about the author, Joshua Harris, who wrote the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. And I indicated that he stopped printing this book just in 2018 because he thought his approach was not the right one. And the book did not really stop teens from being sexually active. Uh, Some claim the book damaged them. And interestingly, Joshua Harris himself is now divorced and has three children, and he is no longer Christian. Mr. Harris advises young people to read the book Boundaries in Dating instead. Boundaries in Dating is written by Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend, both Christian clinical psychologists. Very popular, very good book. They present balanced and informative view on boundaries. Therefore, for the next few episodes, I will be reading directly from the book Boundaries on Dating. So you can tune in every week for the next several weeks, and I'm going to read excerpts from that book, and you can go online on Amazon.com and purchase the book. It's sold locally in our stores, or you can get it online. Sometimes you're able to get a free copy. I got a free copy in a PDF format not too long ago. Listen carefully now. In the book Boundaries in Dating, The authors, Dr. Henry and Dr. Cloud, clinical psychologists, also support abstinence, but they have a different approach. So I am going to begin reading the book 
Boundaries in Dating, and I'm going to start from page 28 under the subtitle, What are Boundaries? All right, listen now. You may not be familiar with the term boundary. For some people, boundaries may bring up images of walls, barriers to intimacy, or even selfishness. Yet, that is not the case, especially in the dating arena. If you understand what boundaries are and do, they can be one of the most helpful tools in your life to develop love, responsibility, and freedom. Let's take a look at what a boundary is, its function and purpose, and some examples. Subtitle, a property line. Simply put, a boundary is a property line. Just as a physical fence marks out where your yard ends and your neighbors begin, a personal boundary distinguishes your emotional or personal property and what belongs to someone else. You can't see your own boundary. However, you can tell it is there when someone crosses it. When another person tries to control you, tries to get too close to you or asks you to do something you don't think is right, you should feel some sense of protest. Your boundary has been crossed. Here's the next subtitle, The Function of Boundaries. Boundaries serve two important factors. First, they define us. Let me say that again. First, they define us. Boundaries show what we are and are not. What we agree and disagree with. What we love and hate. God has many clear boundaries. He loves the world, John 3.16. He loves cheerful givers, 2 Corinthians 9.7. He hates eyes and lying tongue, Proverbs 6.16-17. As people... Made in his image, we also ought to be honest and truthful about what we are and are not. Dating goes much better when you are defined, when you are clear about your values, preferences, and morals. You solve many problems before they start. The second function of boundaries is that they protect us. Boundaries keep good things in and bad things out. When we don't have clear limits, we can expose ourselves to unhealthy and destructive influences and people. Prudent people see danger and hide from it. Proverbs 27 and verse 12. For example, a man and a woman who are getting closer to their relationship may want to set some limits on dating other people so as to protect each other's heart from unnecessary harm. Boundaries protect by letting others know what you will and will not tolerate. So, I'm reading from the book Boundaries on Dating by Townsend and Cloud. Examples on boundaries. There are several kinds of limits we can set and use in dating all depending on the circumstances. Here are a few. Words, telling someone no and being honest about your disagreement. The truth, bringing reality to the problem. 
distance allowing time or physical space between two people to protect or as a consequence for irresponsible behavior and other people using supportive friends to help keep a limit. That will bring the end today to my reading. So tune in the next time for more excerpts from the reading of the book Boundaries and Dating by Townsend and Cloud. This has been your daily relationship nugget. I am Barrington Brennan, keeping a smile on your heart. <laughs>